0: author of The the Terminal on tubs Fucking hell. Of
1: course. The Terminal on Tubster. <laughs> hell. and course, <laughs> terminal
0: <of> Tubster. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Downround, the new podcast about the intersection of business, technology and culture with me, Raphael Dixon. I run an incubator called Pool Fund with several startups and businesses. And I'm from the band The Meeting Tree, which may be how you found us in the first place. Semi retired <laughs> ADM artist. And I'm joined by James Hennessy, AKA JR Hennessy on Twitter, author of The Terminal on Substack and former editor of Business Inside Australia. Hello. You write about what, like, where business, technology, and culture meet, which is exactly what this podcast, Downround, is all about. That's right. We're leaving politics at the door. No, no. Keep <laughs> politics out of business. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, Because yeah. there's always so much to fucking talk about.
1: Yep. The big news this week was um, Snapchat and Twitter tanking. Yeah, especially the Snapchat. I mean, the Twitter one is all tied up in a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on. Obviously, Twitter is sort of front of mind at the moment <laughs> because of all the Elon Musk stuff. But um, Snapchat took another, I think it's their, their slowest revenue growth period ever, possibly. Yeah, I mean, they're well below...
0: IPO price and I saw someone joking that you can basically get them at pre-seed valuation now but I did want to touch on Twitter for a moment because yeah I guess like people are lumping Snap and Twitter together and then a bit of hand waving including from Twitter themselves about like yeah but we've got the Elon Musk thing um, which is
1: affecting our revenues Um, how much do you buy that? Um, potentially not a huge amount. I mean, like Twitter is not obviously a great business. Mm. It's like, it happens to be like not a very good business, not run particularly well in sort of any way, but also sort of like the engine of culture and politics and the startup world. Like there's so much stuff happens on Twitter. Mm. Their user growth has always been kind of sluggish. The site's not very good. Mm. Um, it doesn't really evolve. Every time they launch a new feature, no one uses it. And it's always kind of weird and baffling. <laughs> I was looking at the other day, like they tried to jump in on like the creator economy thing with mm. like super followers and super followers is kind of like their version of doing Substack or Patreon or whatever it might mm. be. And you could just like pay for like bonus tweets from someone. Yeah but the way that it actually works in practice is that every time you reply to someone that you are super following it just has super follower in giant text above your above your username like it's like look at this nerd yes it's it's completely like broken anyway sorry oh, that's all, that's off on a tangent but twitter is just not a great company and they they need to like figure out a way to make the advertising work and this is part of what Elon Musk was promising to do. Mm. I don't know how, my, how committed he actually was to it, whether it was just a big troll or whatever. But yeah, structurally not great company that can't convert its massive sort of like cultural power into actual revenue.
0: Yeah, and like the one place it does make money from advertising is obviously being affected at the moment by these privacy changes
1: that Apple put in about a year ago-ish, yep. and that, which is affecting advertising across the board. Yeah, exactly. So that this was always just sort of assumed in the past. It was kind of like this was the the cost of using the internet throughout the 2010s Mm. essentially was that you know you get all these wonderful brain poisoning services like facebook and and twitter and whatever for free yeah but the trade-off is that they get to accumulate data on you and use that to target ads Mm. right um and then uh, i get to dissociate through just like scrolling exactly and they get all my data yeah like your brain slowly atrophying over a number of years and they get all your data for free Yeah, yeah exactly By then, Apple released what's called app tracking transparency at the end of last year. I think it was like mid to mid-late last year. Um, Anyway, which now means every time you open an app for the first time, you've definitely seen this prompt if you're an iPhone user. It says, do you consent basically to letting this app track you across the internet Mm -hmm. and whatever and and using it to target ads? And surprise, surprise, most people say no to that Mm. uh, for a whole sort of litany of reasons. Obviously, there's been a huge news stories coming out constantly over the past five to 10 years about how bad that is, Cambridge Analytica, all that kind of stuff. Mm. There was like a, uh, I don't know what the numbers are like right now, but there was a survey in like October or November by some analytics firm that said that 80% of people would say no to that. And obviously that's a massive hit to the bottom line of companies like Facebook and companies like Snapchat or Snap, as the parent company is called, and Twitter. Well, what's your take on...
0: So, is Apple doing this? You know, Apple's the privacy company. They definitely, from a branding perspective, present themselves as that. Famously, that FBI case where they refused to unlock the iPhone of a... a, What what would he do? Was he a murderer? A rape? a
1: terrorist or something? I can't can't remember, yeah.
0: Because that would break encryption across, what they claimed, all iPhones... The other side of the coin is Apple obviously have their own advertising network, which is something that all the major companies do. You create a marketplace, think Amazon, think eBay, create a marketplace with buyers and sellers, and then allow sellers to promote their products within your marketplace. And therefore you're now generating advertising revenue. Apple obviously have that in the app store. One of their biggest competitors, in particular for app downloads, again, if you're on Twitter or Facebook, you'd see it, right? Like, you know, some fucking castle that's being attacked or whatever and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, download like this. this game or some puzzle that's really easy and some confused guy being like I just don't understand what order I need to tip the lava <laughs> yeah, exactly. or like, like 90% thing.
1: of all ads are, are like weird game ads yeah
0: yeah and so this kind of kneecaps Facebook to a certain extent because they yep. no longer know and Twitter and Snap etc they no longer know if you've clicked on that ad and then gone on to download yep. the app that's advertising they don't, they can't see that There's an analytics there. Yeah, totally. so are Apple doing this because they, are, uh, they love privacy and they're just like fundamentally in the Apple DNA, it's
1: centered around privacy. And it just so happens that there's going to be (laughs) a massive business benefit for them. I think it's kind of a little bit of both. I mean, obviously, Mm. Apple has the benefit, unlike a lot of these companies where, you know, the thing that makes them money pretty shocking in this day and age is they kind of make stuff and sell it. Mm. Like they make laptops, they make phones, they make whatever. Yeah, high margin as well. Yeah, huge margins. Whereas all the other competitors that are kind of at their level in the tech industry... You know, with the exception of ones like Amazon, which is storefronts, or whatever. Facebook makes it all from advertising. Google is a is an ad company, basically. So Apple has the benefit of they've always grandstanded about the fact that like we respect privacy and look, our core business is not ads. Mm. We're not trying to out to get you and and take your data and sell it to like data brokers in like a car park at midnight or whatever it is that they're doing. Mm. But on the other side of the coin, yeah, you're absolutely right. They have. An ad network, and the thing that all these people in advertising, all these tech companies get kind of wound up about, is that Apple kind of draws a distinction between first-party data and third-party data. Mm. And first-party data is is what they use. They say, "Hey, we track you, but we only track you within like our stuff, like mm. attached to your device and your Apple ID. We know what movies you've been buying on iTunes. Know what apps you've been downloading." We you know what music you've been listening to in Apple Music, and we use that to target you ad on for the App Store, for mm. example. And anyone who's used the App Store will know that, like, Apple's ads are not that targeted. No. <laughs> like, it's, it's pretty bad. It's not very good. But they have benefited from this, and there were a lot of re- – I think the Financial Times did a big report in last year that, like, their share of the mobile advertising market for apps had, like, skyrocketed after the app tracking Changes. So they've obviously benefited mm. and they're pretty sensitive about it because they commissioned some report from some professor at a university to say that that wasn't true, mm. um, even though, you know, it obviously is. But um, I'll be interested to see if they actually launch kind of a bigger advertising network. They've mm. tried it in the past. They had something called iAd, on, which was for like mobile advertising, which was like dog shit and no one used it. Because at the moment, I'm like, I don't know, if they take more revenue in sort of the mobile advertising for app space Sure, it's obviously beneficial for them on, on that front. So I don't know. It's kind. Of, it's kind of a bit of both. But well, as, as a consumer, do you value the fact that you get to opt into not being tracked? I mean, I, I guess so. It's 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 one of those things where it's like that's something that the advertisers and like Google and and Twitter and Facebook and whatever aren't grappling with really when they when they're arguing this is the fact that. Everyone is saying no to this thing. Consumers yeah. are saying no. Obviously, Apple has, like, framed the question in such a way that it's kind of like, would you give your baby to stiltskin yeah. or whatever? But <laughs> but people don't like it. The, the Facebook campaign at the moment is like, this is killing small business. And, and to be fair, it is, as someone who, yeah. who owns
0: multiple businesses, small businesses, not, you know. <laughs> It has hurt. Yeah. It has hurt. Like conversion tracking, you know, you basically have to show your ads to more people in order to get similar conversion numbers, and you don't quite have the insight. So it has increased the cost of advertising. Yeah. But then, as you say, at the end of the day, maybe the last kind of five to 10 years, but, you know, in particular, the last kind of five or six was a kind of an anomaly. That was the anomaly when we did have this insane
1: ability to target, I suppose. The small business messaging is really all they've got because as a result of sort of like the accumulation of all these stories about like surveillance and being tracked and whatever, nobody likes it. And like, I don't know how they're going to convert people back into being like, okay. Because at the end of the day, no one actually likes looking at ads. No one really signed up to this compact of seeing ads to get access to services. It was sort of just Mm. the way things were done. No one is sympathetic to that view. So, I mean, Apple, if if they're doing it for financial gain, which they, I mean, they obviously certainly are to a certain extent, they've really wedged a very good position mm. in that everyone is kind of by default on their side.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's very hard to argue, as you
1: say. Like, even if it does hurt small business, it's like, well, yeah, but
0: you're tracking us. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Which um, I think they will be launching a, a bigger ad. Now, if they have to keep growing in order to justify their, their massive valuation. And like, don't get me wrong, Apple is a fantastic business, right? Like it's yep. high margin hardware, big subscription a revenue now, yep. Apple services increasing, but they have to justify whatever it is, $2 trillion valuation. Yeah, yep. Biggest company in the world, depending on the price of oil effectively and yeah, totally. <laughs> what Ramco is doing. But yeah, that brings us to Facebook and who or Meta, I guess, who yep. are in trouble on multiple fronts. Because so one, obviously their business model is being hammered yep. by this. But the big thing, like the elephant in the room, is that they're losing eyeballs. Yeah, they're
1: getting their lunch absolutely devoured
0: by TikTok, basically, and freaking out. As
1: anyone who's probably opened Instagram or Facebook can tell. Yeah, no, obviously Meta's long term bet is like Metaverse or whatever. Yeah, they're pumping billions of dollars into like their reality labs stuff, which is you know trying to build virtual reality metaverses that people might want to play around in. What's
0: your take on that? Let's yeah. qu- quick sidetrack. Because I guess the cynic in me is like, okay, obviously, core business is advertising that's under you know massive pressure right now. Who knows what the long-term viability of that entire model is, basically. I mean, I think Facebook is still going to be a big business. Yeah. But again, can it justify their valuation, which has plummeted massively. And so is Zuckerberg at all basically saying, "No, the future is Metaverse, which we'll be building, we'll, we also have the hardware with Oculus, et etc. So like look over here, future revenues are yep. uh, potentially infinite. In yeah, a, cool. yeah, yeah. Everyone will live inside Facebook, uh-huh. like they kind of
1: once did. Yep. Or does Zuck really think this is the play? I think he does he does seem to genuinely think it he's like he seems quite obsessed with this metaverse stuff. Mm. obviously, there is kind of a little bit of a confidence trick there in terms of it, we may be like bleeding users now and not doing anything remotely innovative, but look look at all this like cool stuff that we're investing in obviously so much of the industry is like pumping money into metaverse stuff because mm. you, yeah you know it has that weird horizon of infinite growth, like mm. you said like there's potentially limitless upside here if everyone spends as much time doing this as they spend like you know playing Fortnite or whatever but at the same time like the stuff they're doing now like their core business which is still as you say massively profitable at the moment is looking shaky use time for like facebook proper is is going they've completely lost younger users obviously like zoomers are not using the main facebook app and the way that they're trying to deal with that is by trying to turn instagram into what facebook has been over the past five years which is like this clunky shitty portal to the whole internet it's so confusing. Yep. And like, I don't know if I'm just a boomer now because
0: I'm over 30, but I find Instagram so confusing. The difference between IGTV, Reels, yep. a video on your thing, your which I know that it is all-, they all They're like, bringing I'm them now, together, yeah. One thing i got to give Meta and Facebook props for is they do move really quickly. For a company that size, yep. as we we're just talking about Twitter and how fucking useless they are yep. at innovating, to immediately basically say, okay, your feed- it was not that long ago that in my feed was just people I follow. Yeah. Right. Uh, slotting in more and more just random videos with like high numbers of engagement that yep. they think algorithmically that are like, aka TikTok. Yeah. And it looked like shit to me. <laughs> <be honest. laughs> it looks terrible. Because yeah. it has like almost bars above and below. Because obviously it wasn't, you know, they just rushed it out. Yep. So I give them respect for actually pushing it out that far. But also it, it shows how much they're freaking out about, the near term, losing these eyeballs.
1: Yeah, no, totally. So they've had like a whole company-wide pivot basically on a dime. I mean, the secret source of TikTok is that they've realised actually all these signals that people send, like the people they follow, the friends that they engage with, that's all... A Fugazi, that's nothing. Well, I mean, that has the constraints of actually having social pressure around
0: it, right? Yeah. Like there was like the MySpace top eight. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. There was all this like social pressure that yep. influenced your
1: behaviour yep. that wasn't actually along the lines of what you actually desire, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, t- and so TikTok's been like, none of that stuff actually really matters that mm. what you explicitly say, mm. we know what you actually want to watch, which mm. is the stuff that you like sit there with your mouth agog watching <laughs> repeat 20 times. If you use TikTok, I watch it sometimes. I follow a bunch of people. It often just never shows me the people I follow because it's like, you don't care about that crap. Mm. You like this stuff. And they're, you know, they're often right. So as a result, Facebook has sort of turned on a, on a dime to be like, all right, we're doing the same thing. Forget your friends. They mean nothing to you. <laughs> like, leave them be. We're just going to pump your feed full of shit from everywhere mm. that we think you'll like.
0: Yeah, we're actually we're putting your friends and family on another tab, right? Yeah, exactly. It's
1: like- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they're doing it on Instagram. They're doing it on Facebook. They're really leaning into Reels. Anyone who's like used Reels knows that like 100% of the content is just nuclear level cringe yes. <laughs> versus the 85 to 90% on TikTok. It's it's a small window, but it's enough to like crush them. They're just chasing that dragon. Yeah. I mean, and even
0: Twitter, you see them doing it more and more and more. I get some viral tweet that's uh, either to have that love that doesn't break the heart <laughs> or like babies for real be sucking on them titties (laughs) or like like 45,000
1: Yeah, totally. It's like, you know, relationships where both of you are funny as fuck. It's got like like 25 million retweets. And you're like, are those all bots? Or I'm just like completely out of touch (laughs) with what people like. It does seem like the future is going to be just us being pounded
0: with a random assortment of short form content made by people we don't know that just fleetingly goes across our eyes and either passes through our brain or even more worryingly sits somewhere
1: back there in our subconscious yep. mixed amongst advertising. Yeah, totally. It, it's, it's actually funny. Like, I actually can't think of a single platform that does the classic social media thing, at least ones that like people use. Yeah, Be but, Real is the uh, Yeah, <laughs> the Be Real. Heart. Yeah, sure. Obviously, I, I haven't even opened Be Real, but I know, I know the kids love it. Uh, I'm, I'm on Be Real. All right, yeah. yeah, are, yeah. You, are you being real? Are you doing it when it prompts you? Yeah, yeah. Well, otherwise you get hit with a late Oh, shit, you don't want that. Yeah, yeah okay. So that I can't download it. The, the funny thing is, one of the weird, like, externalities of that is that there's no app except Facebook that does events and invites. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. just, there's no way to do it. And there's no other platform that could possibly sustain that, mm. you know. Because, like, Instagram, like, all your mates have, like, weird pseudonyms. Mm. On TikTok, again, there's no other, like, real name platform where you could say, I'm going to invite 30 people to, like, my 40th or whatever.
0: That's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's about 50 startups or whatever, that yeah. it's like, no, way events platform that no one uses. Because you
1: can't. It's like, that was like a flash in the pan, a beautiful moment where everyone was on one platform that you could send invites to. Anyway, that's just like my weird little... Thing.
0: No, you're right. Events. I mean, I rarely open Facebook. Yeah. I-, I made a second account for our advertising accounts because, to be honest, I just wanted it separate from my OG account, which has a fake name which, yep. and has always had a fake name. And I'm worried at some point, you know, Facebook can just nuke advertising accounts. Like the algorithm just nukes them. And yep. once it's down, it's very hard to get it back unless you've actually got an executive there that you can get in touch with. And yep. by executive, I mean an account executive. Not sure. A, <laughs> not <laughs> not Mark Zuckerberg. Um, no, yeah, yeah, No, not Cheryl RIP. But I just use it for Marketplace as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, and that's one of the few things that Facebook has launched recently that I think has actually taken off hugely. Yeah, A lot of people use Marketplace now. And it was kind of an obvious play for them. But I feel like you hear about people buying stuff on Marketplace so much more than people buying on Gumtree now, just like yeah. listening to people talk about it. Yeah, it's free at the moment.
0: Obviously, they will want to monetize if they're not already doing it in other markets right now, yep. so you can pay via Facebook. But, I mean, that was always the original play that everyone was saying to Facebook is the the WeChat model, right? Yeah. The everything app.
1: Yeah, totally. It's a really interesting. I was talking about this something the other day. Obviously, it's like the Chinese model is like, they love having apps where it's like you talk to your friends, you watch short form video and you like pay your car insurance from like the exact same screen. <laughs> yeah. Facebook would love to be that. I think every app, Snapchat would love to be that. But I, I just wonder if like, I feel like psychologically people in the West that is wired to not want that. Mm. I think they like doing things on different platforms. you got like a phone with a different app with a different design that you do one thing on versus another. I don't know. It's just like total different like cultural approach to, like, how software gets made.
0: I suspect, and this is just off the dome here, that it's about brand narratives, right? Like, in the West, because of our legacy of capitalism, effectively, we've always had more brands and, therefore, more money spent on brand narrative. And yep. so, therefore, and that's how we perceive trust in a brand. And yep. so, we trust the Uber app to send us a rider as opposed to the Facebook app, which we... Well, I mean, fuck. If you have trust in Facebook... At this point, yeah. I, don't, I mean, the other thing they do really well
1: is groups. I mean, there's nothing really mm. like... I feel like the group chat has kind of usurped that. But, I mean, they own WhatsApp, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. well, totally. That's it. But also, like, you know, neighborhood groups. Like, I've got one. Mm. Well, one of the only reasons I look at Facebook now is because my apartment building has, like, a group where people organize stuff and say, you've left your letterbox open or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's one thing they can still do that, I guess, TikTok's. I'm not going to be interested in doing, but
0: Yeah, well that's the other thing. TikTok's kind of fundamentally
1: a different platform. I've always kind of put it more in the Netflix bucket than Well that's it. it that's it. it's a, it's a content app. It's mm. not actually a social network. And mm. TikTok is actually adding more social features because mm. I believe their Chinese equivalent is called like Douyin, is one of those everything app. It does it offers like banking stuff and all that kind of thing. But like they're trying to bring introduce a few social features into TikTok. I feel like that's as bad an idea or as like misplaced an idea as Facebook trying to become tiktok mm. it's like people open tiktok just have content blasted at them and they don't care where it comes from great well i look forward to a many more podcasts and b just being assaulted with short form content for the rest of my life that's yeah that, that's it from here on out that's it this podcast and just having your life <laughs> ruined by 90 second videos yeah we're just another thing just flicking before your like medulla oblongata <laughs> yeah
0: Thanks for checking us out. Follow James on Twitter at, at JR Hennessy. Have a listen to the Meeting Tree podcast if uh, you want a more casual, I'd say, take on culture, <laughs> music, life, drugs, etc. See you next week.